0: hey this is jeremiah latimo and this is gates of perception the totality of the universe is it's just perception and uh, it's how we perceive things and uh, there are no facts only interpretations Uh, the the psychical events are facts are realities and when you observe the stream of images within You observe an aspect of the world, of the world within. And so, you see, the man who is going by the external world, by the influences of the external world, say, society or perceptions, sense perceptions, thinks that he he is more valid. Don't relate yourself to any person, anything, any idea. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on this episode. In my last episode, I discussed rejection and rejection from a man's experience. And in this episode, I want to talk about rejection again. And I might title this rejection part two. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. And that's what I'm kind of like um still unpacking in a way through this episode. But I want to talk about slut-shaming and the origins of slut-shaming from a man's experience and how that impacts women. And so I want this episode, even the last episode, I want this episode to challenge men, but I also want it to validate women. Because women, through this experience of experiencing men slut-shaming them, telling them that, you shouldn't be doing this and having even the whole world you know from the bible to school to your friends to your partner telling you that your experience of sex your experience of virginity your experience of uh just desire and sensuality things that make you a woman should not be there and they should look like this so I want to just validate that experience and just kind of speak to men, but at the same time, speak to women and let them know that I hear you, I see you and and just kind of take responsibility for things that I know for myself, I've given life to through just not speaking up, not taking accountability, not uh, even correcting men uh, when they've done things that kind of gave life to that slut shaming. So Yeah, so that's what the episode is going to be about. So I'm just going to jump right into it. So why I say this is connected to the last episode about rejection, because as a man, I've discovered and I also observed other men that because we have, again, like I mentioned in the last episode, if you haven't, please go listen to it. But like I mentioned in the last episode, that men have a very difficult time processing rejection. I have a very difficult time coping with that experience and accepting it. And I talked about how they go through different things and how they embody even certain aspects of themselves that are very shadow center that are rooted in their shadow, that help them avoid this experience, that help them kind of silence that experience of rejection. But one of the things I want to talk about is how Through how slut-shaming a woman, how a system, a story, even biblical stories that illustrate a woman being more pure, right, more pure when she's a virgin, when she's been untouched, when she knows nothing about the sexual experiences of engaging with a man, that these stories, right, are all tied to men's failure, And I mean failure to cope with rejection. So I'll kind of talk about more of how these stories play themselves out. So you have stories about prostitutes, right? You have stories in the Bible about um, Mary. And I think it was, I think it's Mary. I think there's a Mary in the Bible. (laughs) There's a Mary in the Bible that is a prostitute that is met by the generosity of Jesus Christ and he you know says whoever hasn't done shit in their life cast the first stone like if you have done nothing in your life that has been sinful cast the first stone you know and everybody's like shit bro got me right there like all right i definitely done some fucked up shit i can't even throw a stone at her right and everybody walks away so she in her experience there's these kind of continuing images of a woman and it's either kind of like they're a mother or they're a prostitute or they're in kind of like a lesser form or a lesser role than the man right but in other tantric books and other stories throughout the world this mary that you know jesus essentially rescued right in other stories and tantric traditions, she is his teacher. She becomes his beloved. She becomes his tantric teacher. Like the, he learns tantra from her. In other books, that's very. It's a. They have a sacred union, but in the in the Bible, in traditional teachings of the Bible, she's just seen as a prostitute. She's just seen as somebody that kind of like follows Jesus around, that kind of like is at his feet, is washing his feet. And she's just very in in gratitude for what he did for her. But they never kind of illustrate the, the power of their connection, what transformed and what took place after that experience. Right. But other cultures talk about it. Who knows if it's real or not? But it's just the fact that certain cultures choose to express this, choose to talk about it, choose to discuss it. And others don't. Right, Choose to silence that aspect of the feminine that can be honored, adored, and appreciated in her, what would be seen as in her act of prostitution. So all of that to say, there's definitely stories, even when you grow up, there's this rhetoric, there's this discussion that still takes place. You know, as you go to middle school, when you go to high school and when you go to college, certain people are being shamed, certain people are being ridiculed, certain people are being thrown stones, right, for having sexual experiences, right? There's um, this book that I really love called 40 Rules of Love, and there is a woman in the book that works at a brothel. And her name is Desert Rose. And Desert Rose goes into a, she sneaks into a mosque to hear this teacher, uh, the scholar named Rumi, uh, that later becomes one of the greatest poets of all time. But she goes into this mosque to hear him, but she disguises herself as a man. And the moment that she's found, she's literally almost beaten to death. Because everyone is like, how dare a woman that works in a brothel sit among us men listening to the great room we speak? How dare she have that audacity to come into the space knowing what she does in her everyday life, knowing the work that she does, right? So what I'm saying is that this still happens to people right not in that context but in a similar fashion you go into college you go into high school and you're having let's say for a woman she's having experiences with other men she dates one guy they stop dating or she's not dating a guy and she's just enjoying being with that person in an intimate way and what happens is that other girls right? We'll start with that. Other girls, then shame her for having relationships with men, right? But this shaming is from a woman from a woman to a woman, from what I've seen, it's more from a status. It's like, I need to belittle you. I need to make you feel smaller. I need to shun you. I need to suppress you. I need to kind of like put you down, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going to slut shame this girl because she's getting all of this attention from men. But because I'm not getting it, I'm going to shame her for getting that attention from men. And it's like to kind of like drop her status because the fact that she's receiving this kind of creates a certain status about her. But instead of her having that or that one up on me let's say i'm that woman i rather shame her rather than kind of deal with my own feelings about that my own low self-esteem right but from the position of men doing it what i've noticed is it's all rooted in this inability to cope with rejection yet again here it goes it's that men don't shame women out of this discomfort with a woman expressing her sensuality embodying her sexuality being in that expression being in that embodiment it's literally an aspect of the goddess it's literally an aspect of the feminine it's innate to them just as is it is to us but men don't shame women because of that they shame them because a woman that's experienced right a woman that's had sexual experiences, one, two, three, who cares? It's the fact that she's experienced, that she knows, that she's had more than one partner. It's that fact alone that frightens men. Because it brings them closer to rejection. Because it's saying that in in the mind of a man, and it's definitely, definitely taken place with me too. Um, I'm just finally kind of seeing it all unfold as I have kind of resisted seeing women and seeing my partner and seeing other people in that same light. The more I resisted this, the more some truth started like the real underlying thing started to show itself. So what I mean by it's connected to rejection is that the more experienced a woman is, the more likely a man is to experience rejection from our perspective We're more likely to experience rejection because she's experienced. So meaning that if she's experienced, then that means my performance, right, could be judged, could be criticized. Even my anatomy, right, my genitals could be judged, could be criticized, could be rejected because she's had better. She's had She's had what I'm providing. She's already had it before, right? So because I'm now opening myself to that possibility of this person having somebody similar to my anatomy, or even better, whatever that, whatever, whatever that is, my value is in question. Just as I discussed in the last episode. It's that we're externalizing our value. So this experience of rejection becomes a huge blow because now it's like whoa like my value is in question what i'm providing here is in question my worth is now in question and i could be possibly rejected and to avoid feeling that experience i need to shame her i need to make her not do these things right so from from that idea from that conception there's all of these systems that are created Right. To where it's like you revere the prostitute as less than, you know, and not an important asset to society or women who aren't with only one man are impure and a woman should deny all her desires to have sex with a man that isn't her husband. It's like that's where all those systems are conceived from. It's this inability, of course, because it's serving men. Slut shaming serves men. It literally oppresses women. It, 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 there's no way slut shaming serves women. It literally oppresses them. But who does it serve? It serves men. It serves them to feel like, okay, my partner isn't most likely going to try to save herself, right? Save herself for me. And in that experience, what is that what, what happens? I get a partner that's only been with me. Let's go through that. I get a partner that's only been with me. What, is that, what does that look like? Oh my God. I, I don't have to worry about any rejection. I don't have to worry about any criticism. I don't have to. The, the risk of rejection is literally diminished. It's literally annihilated. It's gone. She's only been with me. There's nothing to compare to. There's nothing to look at and be like, well, is there more? Can I get something else? There's. It's literally like, yo, I'm, I'm guaranteeing that I'm gonna be valued, that this experience is going to be appreciated. She doesn't even know like what else can come from this experience that I can't provide. But because she hasn't had any of those experiences, I don't have to worry about performing better. I don't have to worry about doing anything else because all of those other things are alien to her, right? So that's that's the end goal. But this end goal literally doesn't serve men. Outwardly, it looks like it's serving men, right? But internally, it never serves men. And I've seen it actually happen, I would say, in my own personal life with a friend of mine's father. So the friend of mine's father also operates from this mindset of like, you know, women need to be pure. He's very religious. He's like, you know, uh, women shouldn't be doing things like that. Oh my God, like, look, a woman's at a beach with a bikini. Like how, why isn't she ashamed of herself? Cover up. You know, it's like all of these kind of like religious ideas of purity and like um, sensuality. So he definitely operates from that. And I'm pretty sure that his wife was a virgin when they got together. I remember her always saying that you know, she was always against being with men and like was never really in a relationship and she really never had a boyfriend and things like that. And, um, because she also had a very religious and dictator kind of, kind of tyrant father. So I'm pretty sure that experience that most women experience of like being tell, being told that, you know, if you're having more experiences with men, you're impure and seen as sinful in the eyes of God. Right. So, I'm pretty sure that she was a virgin when they got together. But what I'm getting at why this doesn't serve men is because as I got older, a few years ago, I found out that he had been looking for other women, right? This is a very religious guy. He's super religious. He's like, he's like one of the most religious conservative people I've ever met, And um, not from the like, you know, rooted, centered in religion is more like dogmatic. And this person, this same person was out looking for other women through online, through different dating apps and things like that. And I don't know, but I'm assuming the possibility that he cheated on his wife are very, very high. But what I'm saying here is that men desire this, right? This pure, this clean, right? Clean, quote unquote, clean woman to engage with. But it doesn't serve them because men, just as women, want people that are experienced, want people that know what they're doing, want people that have had experiences, right? So it's like, Okay, like, you know what you're doing. Okay, I know what I'm doing. Okay, we're, and we can learn together. We can refine. We can grow together. We can evolve our sexual experience together. That's what everyone fucking wants. But when you're operating from this inability to accept rejection, you want somebody that's pure, untouched, quote unquote. And because of that, you'll go into that experience, but you Won't enjoy having somebody that isn't experienced because that's not what you really want. That's not what you genuinely want. When that failure to cope with rejection is gone and seen for what it is, you know for yourself, you just want somebody that you want somebody that's experienced. You want somebody that knows what they're doing, right? You want somebody that can enjoy the different things that you've learned throughout your own sexual experiences. Having somebody that's never done any of those things is probably going to be like, whoa, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, w- why did you just try that? Like, no, I'm good. Like, hell no. It's probably going to be removed and re- like repelled by the idea of any kind of like kink or any any kind of thing that you would want to explore that would be, you know, seen as a little freaky. would probably be removed from that. But the reason, what happens is then men get those kind of women. I've seen stories of it. online of women, men get the church girl, right? But then they end up cheating. They end up paying for sex. They end up doing all of these things because that's not really what they wanted. They wanted a woman that was wild. They wanted a woman that was dark. They wanted a woman that was connected to their sensuality. They, they wanted a woman that had been sexual. So instead of sitting with that, they then cheat and sabotage and ruin their relationship. They ruin their marriage. They, you know, I've seen stories where uh the guy literally everything fell apart. His career, the moment everybody found out what he was doing, the moment they found out he had been, you know, paying for sex here and there and doing these other things, he lost everything. These systems, it comes back to this thing that I've realized is that these patriarchy systems, these patriarchy structures that have been formed by men, you know, I don't think men realize that it literally doesn't serve men. It does not serve, patriarchy does not serve men. It even, it just serves, it probably serves less than 10% of men. It probably actually just serves 1% of men. And those percent of men are the same percent of men that took the time to create the structures, took the time to create the systems, and their families took the time to create the systems. So everyone else down the pyramid is suffering, is crumbling, is being oppressed, even men. Because look at the man that follows these kind of ideals. Look at the man that follows these kind of, you know, philosophies, these patriarchy philosophies and says, okay, you need a woman that's pure. Get to a woman that's pure. Well, what happens? He then sabotages his life, ruins his marriage, and loses everything because he's following this ideal. He's subscribing to it. He thinks it's going to serve him. And at the end, it literally ruins his whole fucking life. So it's understanding that I don't need to look for this. I don't need to subscribe to this. I don't need to find a way to resonate with this because I can look at the world and see the men that have resonated with it and what happened to them. Because even if you look at the majority of men, the majority of men are literally dying. Men are dying. Like, that's a real fact. The age at which a woman is estimated to die. I think is about like 78 or something like that, but it's 20 years older than a man. The average age for a man to die is probably like, I think like 50 or some shit, but there is a huge, all I'm saying is there is a huge difference. There's a huge difference between what the average age is for a woman to die and what the average age is for a man to die. And it's because, and also our suicide rates are higher. Our, cardiovascular heart attack stroke death rates are way higher than women it's because we are trying to carry we're trying to uphold we're trying to literally uphold this patriarchy we're trying to uphold it with everything we have place that shit on our shoulders and carry it throughout our lives and it's killing us there's nothing about patriarchy ideals that actually serve men And I think it's important for men to look at that. Nothing that you've been taught about masculinity has ever really served you. Like, look at that. You being disconnected from your feminine is emasculating. You're being bullied and policed and coerced into disconnecting from a part of you. That's very emasculating. There's nothing masculine about that. Now you're running through your life not knowing how to connect with your emotions, not knowing how to be vulnerable, not knowing how to feel, not being sensitive to life. You really think you're going to live a successful life? Yeah, you might reach success, but once you reach it, you'll be more likely to kill yourself. That's why those suicide rates are higher, because you are not taught to connect with a part of yourself that is very deeply connected and embedded to everything that allows you to function optimally and allows you to connect to all everyone else around you. So it's each of these different systems that need to be addressed. And one of the biggest ones is this view that we have around a woman's sexuality, how that should show up in a way. Like, can we discover a way that that allows itself to express itself, to show up, to be embodied by a woman that is not literally linked, that is not entangled, that is not connected to our own satisfaction, our own failure to cope with rejection. Can we discover that? Can we allow ourselves to kind of, okay, what is what is the other side of that? What is, what is another way to view this? Is there another way to look at this? And how is that impacting the women around me? Can I tap into the space that actually has empathy for that? That has empathy for the repercussions and the consequences of my actions and how they impact other people around me? Can I have empathy towards those people? Can I use that to refine myself, to refine my own ideals, to refine how I show up in my relationships and then support women and also doing the same? That's what I wanted to unpack and explore. And if it resonated, great. If it didn't, great i really really am happy for myself and just that recognition of how i've given life to forms of oppression that literally not only don't serve me but they oppress the people that i love they oppress the women that i've literally vowed to protect and provide for and how i've given life to that and just being able to notice that and rectify it and Choose a different way of viewing um, the world and viewing myself and viewing a woman's sexuality and supporting them in that freedom, supporting them in that embodiment is everything to me. So um, if that's everything to you as a man or even a woman that's going through that experience and um, is looking for support, please feel free to reach out. All my details will be in the description. If as a man, that's an experience that you feel connected to from this podcast that you want to uncover, you want to unravel, you want to liberate. It literally is a moment of liberating yourself when you no longer view the world from such a patriarchy-centered way. When you literally free yourself from that, it's very liberating. And you you feel so free in yourself. If you're a man that's interested in doing that work, all my details will be in the description. Feel free to reach out. Feel free to send me a private message. Feel free to email me. And thank you, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And I will see you on the next one. Have a beautiful day, have a beautiful evening, and much love.